as a dad is if they do want to play golf, then make it however they want to have fun on a golf course, whether it's playing or running around or whatever, I want to do that. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is, hey, teach them, show them how fun it is and however they want to have fun on a course, let them do it. You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. This week's guest is George Brian IV. George is the eldest brother in Brian Bros Golf, a wildly entertaining golf channel where he and his brother Wesley Brian have become YouTube sensations. George shares with us his journey as a professional golfer and how they took Brian Bros Golf from just trick shots to over 150,000 followers and what he's doing to prepare for life as a new dad. You're going to love George's perspective on golf and family. Tell us about it. Scale of 1 to 10, how prepared you are to be that dad. Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny. I've been thinking about this a lot. Is From the outside, I, like, I would say I'm a 10 out of 10 ready from like a guy... It's about to be a dad for the first time, uh, comparatively speaking, because my wife does the children's ministry at our church, and I've been doing or ha- babysitting slash caring for kids from zero to 10 or 11 for the last four years. And so, like, changing diapers, knowing how to, like, hold them, what to do, just kind of get used to crying, changing diapers, yada, yada, yada. Also, um, basically kind of help raise our godson, who's now t- two years old, so babysitting for him on weekends, doing daycare, yada, all that stuff. I've done it all, but at the end of the day, I get to give those kids back and don't have to care for them 24-7. Um, and, <laughs> and so that's the one thing that I think that, yes, I'm ready to do all the you know sleeping schedules, diaper changes, but like having to do that every single day over and over and over again, I think is one thing that I'm not prepared for, which I don't think anyone can actually ever be prepared for, uh, but definitely super excited um, to get this journey going. You are very ready at a 10 as a new dad. In fact, you have so much experience. I want to know most guys in your situation would not have this, but since you had so much dad experience, have you found yourself in any moments where you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm becoming my dad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, literally daily. There'll be things that I've, I've picked up even before being a dad like things that he does that that annoys me and i'm like this is the worst like dad like hopefully i don't turn out to do this and then i find myself uh being like oh my goodness oh my goodness this is like g3 right here this is exactly what he'd say this is how he would laugh this is corny jokes um this is this is phenomenal so it is interesting i haven't been a dad yet and i can already see and my wife will tell me the same thing like golly you're turning to g3 i'm like oh no (laughs) Uh, so yeah yeah, well, when you talk about G3, uh, your dad, because you're, you're G4, if you watch mm-hmm. the videos, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that relationship with your dad and growing up. He's heavy into golf. You're into golf. What, what was that like in your house? What did he do raising you guys with that game? Yeah, so he's a PGA teaching professional and he's been he's had his own golf academy for like probably cl- coming on 30 years now. And so I, I grew up with the game, grew up going to the golf course with him from age one or two or three, whoever knows how young. And so that's all, you know, I kind of knew and he loved it. I mean, I think he loves it more than anyone on this planet, honestly. And so that passion was passed down to me, but it wasn't forced on me, if that makes sense. Um, He always wanted it to be a choice. Like, hey, if you want to do golf, I'd love for you to do it. I'm here for you. Anything you want, but I'm not going to force you to do this. I just want you to find something you're passionate about and chase that. Um, It was funny. It was always 
But if you want to chase women, be passionate about it. If you want to chase you know, <laughs> basketball or football, be passionate about it. Um, now he's changed a little bit on that stance now, but like it's funny, um, you know, that was a, not an example, but he was kind of exaggerating a bit, but that it was the point of like, find something you're passionate about and chase it. If it's golf, I'd love that to be the case, but it doesn't have to be. And so that w- allowed me and Wesley both to like have this passion to this day instead of most kids you, or most parents I see now, and I've always seen it, that they force their kids to like some because they like it. And it never turns out well. Those kids are all out of golf, don't love it. And we're, we made that choice for ourselves. And now we still, you know, 30 plus years into the game, we still love it. Yeah. I think that that passion gets misconstrued. You're, you're exactly right. They think passion equals, let me pressure. Mm-hmm. And so you, you weren't pressured. Your brother Wesley wasn't pressured. You, pressured. you guys both turned out to be amazing golfers. Um, mm-hmm. And you play with your dad on the course still. I was watching your video, you versus dad. You've done it a couple of times. Do you always get the better of your dad? Tell me about that relationship on the course. Oh, man, that's a great one. So, like, early on from, I'd say, zero to 11 years old, probably, 12 years old, he got the, I mean, better of us. As, you know, you'd think the case at PJ Pro, we're just starting to kind of get after it and playing. You know, we're playing our respective tees, but he, you know, shooting par under par every time where we're growing in the game and he would dominate us and he would let us know. He'd be like, son, um, he kind of bragged to mom about how much he beat us by and how he took money from <laughs> us as, like, 10 and 11-year-olds. And my mom would get so mad. Like, why won't you just let them win? And he'd be like, hey, if they're, if they're going to beat me, they're going to earn it. Um, and so that's a good lesson in and of itself. But at age about 14, 15, it kind of started, the pendulum started swinging where we would kind of get the better of them, you know, every other time. But then once we got to college, his passion, like he wanted to watch more golf than play. So when we were in college, he watched us all the time, didn't really practice himself. Me and Wesley kind of started beating him pretty regularly. And ever since then, it's been pretty one-sided. But he's still... He can still hang with us from time to time. You know, he doesn't practice as much as he used to or play, but like he still has some serious game uh, for for a granddad now. <laughs> <laughs> when he beats you, does he kind of not play you again for a while so he can just hold it over your head and just kind of relish in it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And if he, even if he beats us on just one hole or does something like he's like, see, I still... I still got, I can still, I can still hang with you. Um, and so it is cool. Cause like he knows he's not quite as good as us now, but he, the confidence is not lacking. That is for sure. Every time he tees it up, he believes <laughs> he's going to beat us. And it's, it's uh, quite awesome. He's on there talking to you on the video. He's referencing talking a little smack to you. Sounds like uh-huh. he, he's pretty good at that. Is he? Oh yeah. That, and that's the thing. It was funny that a lot, one of the videos, um, which is interesting. Cause I never, you know, when you're young, you don't really pick up on things, but he makes a comment that said, he said he had to trash talk me and Wesley differently. Um, he knew who I was and he knew if he, get, if he just starts early and often, and he, eventually he's going to wear me down because I'm a little more sensitive. I take things to heart a little more. And so it's a little easier to get inside <laughs> my head where Wesley, you can, you have to say the right thing at the right time to make it work or else he's going to be immune to all the comments because Wesley is, as you guys have seen, not shy when it comes to a smack talk game. Um, that's kind of been his personality his whole life. And honestly, my dad, he got that from my dad. My dad has never been short on that. So it's uh, very useful in the golf world because as you guys know, like if, if you're not talking smack on the golf course, are you even really playing golf? Uh, and so it was fun, you know, having those battles early on for sure. I like it. But uh, yeah, so are, are you getting prepared to, um, Trash talk uh, your kid on the golf course? Or are you taking some notes? <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like that makes that makes them stronger. You have to like do that. To, I mean, it made me and Wesley who we are. Like, obviously, we're not going to be disrespectful or like be you know bad about it. But I think an element like being able to talk trash and take the trash talk makes you mentally stronger human and golfer for sure. 
Um, I think it's a, honestly, if you look at all the greats, every single one of them have that element in them, I believe. And it makes golf what it is. It makes it fun. It makes it interesting. It makes it way more competitive. So absolutely. Now, if it's a girl, maybe have to <laughs> have to change how I do it. <laughs> but yeah, I think even even then, I think you have to figure out a way to make a give them that give them that edge as well. So yeah, definitely preparing for that. Had, did you and your brother Wesley had to team up on your dad quite a few times? So did you guys figure out what what gets under his skin? Um, I don't think I ever did, honestly. I, well, growing up when it mattered, no, we I never figured out how to do it because he <laughs> honestly is one of because his game. You, um, kind of a back story on his game. His game is scrappy. He hits it very short. Um, doesn't hit it very solid, but his short game is was like in his prime, like absolutely incredible. Like get up and down from everywhere, dink it around, and just end up with he was a fighter. So like he already had that tough mentality where you know not a lot can get through that head because he that was one of the strengths. So um, never found it out, but now he's not quite as sharp with his game. His putting's not as good as it used to be. So jabs talking about man, dad, your putting sure looks terrible or Little things get under his skin now because he's a little self-conscious. He knows he doesn't quite have it with his uh, short game. And so if we're not careful, we can kind of take it a little too far because uh, <laughs> me and Wes are good at needling. And uh, yeah, but it's coming along. We never found, we, we didn't find his weak spot. It was annoying. Hey, George, was uh, your dad the one that kind of came up with, you know, like two or three club challenges? I know I've seen, you know, like the seven iron one he did was phenomenal, by the way. I can't mm-hmm. believe he shot a three over with a seven iron. But uh, mm-hmm. is he the one that kind of started challenging from a young age with, you know, two or three clubs in the bag? Yeah. So all the stuff we do stems from like lessons and values that he kind of taught us coming along. He always harped on creativity and having fun. And so like formats that he would do in his classes with us would be like, you know, playing you know, with a seven iron playing, you know, only being able to chip with, you know, six irons, four irons, drivers, whatever, um, different things like that, putting out your wedges, not using a putter for a round. And so those little things he was doing in the nineties, early two thousands with us. And so they, but they're, they're benefit, they're beneficial is that they can help you with creativity, hitting shots being, you know, just whatever, but also it allows you just to kind of fun and take your mind off like the seriousness seriousness of golf because if you're just playing with a seven iron, you're not going to have the same mentality as if you had a full set of clubs. You're not going to have those expectations. You're just going to go out there and have fun. And so that's, it was kind of twofold the reasons he kind of did that growing up. And now I just kind of convert that to do some videos every now and again, because a, I think it's fun to do to see how long can shoot, but they also have some real um, benefits to playing those formats. They can help, you know, golfers get better. Yeah. Well, I'm about ready to trade out my uh, putter for my seven iron after watching your YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty what impressive. What kind of man. looks do you? Yeah, what kind of looks do you get on the course when you come up and you've got just your driver in the bag? All these other guys with everything, they, they need every club, and you're just going to play a driver and go what one over par? Yeah, that was. I mean, I can't believe how good a putter that day. That was. Um, I got. I mean, I did get lucky with some of the. I avoided these bunkers and whatever, but. Um, yeah, the putter, I did not expect to putt that good. It was kind of like insane, actually. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what am I – like, how is this impossible? Now, yes, I play there all the time, so I know the breaks, but still, it was like – it was it kind of blacked out. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, when you watch your videos, you're more than just trick shots. You break down a lot of course management. Uh, is that one thing for an average golfer they really don't spend enough time on, breaking down a course, a hole, and how to play that? Uh, correct. And so, that's – kind of what I wanted to bring to the channel is like, how do I use the knowledge that I have about golf, uh, make it present it in a fun way where it's not just like, you know, your typical David Ledbetter or whoever's a golf instructional person on YouTube who's just d- giving golf swing tips, um, telling you how to hit different shots. I wanted to, to bring the element that I am a good player. I have a playing background 
and how do I convey that um, to make people better as well? So yeah, like course management and how in certain or how you um, think about certain shots, what clubs to hit, et cetera, et cetera, make a big a bigger difference than people would ever think. And so I want to just kind of show that because it's, it's an easy way to it's, anyone can do that. Um, you know, people are limited by their swing, so you might not be able to hit this shot, but you can always choose. Um, use your mind. Everyone's got a mind that's you know that's, that's for the most part usable. <laughs> I've had my moments out there where I don't think I've uh, thought too well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's kind of what I wanted to do is bring that part of golf, my golf knowledge, to the channel, and not just like, all right, well, you know, you got to be across the, the plane and lay it down on the downswing and release it, yada yada yada. Because I don't, I don't know that that much, um, but I do know how to playing it on the hole, and um, yeah. Tell us a little more about the history of Brian Bros Golf. I mean, you and your brother both are extremely talented golfers. How did that come about, starting that channel and what you you guys have running? Um, yeah, kind of by luck, honestly. We saw, like, I think 2014, saw these kids on ESPN, like, number one on SportsCenter, hit a ball out of midair, and we were like, wait, that, like, this is getting that many views and I feel like we could, like, right, like, you could tell they were probably okay golfers. We're like, Dude, we're, we could probably do that better. And so, we just kind of messed around, put it on uh did our little version of it put it on youtube or facebook or something and all of our friends and people went to our, went to our church like oh my god that was the coolest thing ever and we were like like was it really though or are you just kind of like lying to us because you're friends <laughs> yeah. and so we're like, okay if it's really cool we'll put another one on youtube and see what happens but then that's the one that kind of went viral within the golf community and just got to share or started to get shared by all these other outlets and we're like well maybe we do have something here so then we just kind of started putting more videos out and they kept snowballing um and one thing led to another you know grew the channel and uh the brand to i mean yeah we went to the home of golf in st andrews to do trick shots we were doing live shows filming with crazy people um and we're like my goodness and it just kind of blew up on our faces because i guess no one had really seen that from you know or on a consistent basis you, yeah you'd see shots pop up but we were putting out videos like every week um and continuously where i think no one had done that before and so kind of lucked out and then wesley gets on the pga tour and then it turns more into just me and my kind of journey and his journey of, of like real golfers and then to where we are today it's kind of just mainly real golf how you know show it showcasing that hey we are really good golfers um and the trick shots really aren't kind of part of what we do anymore so it's kind of it's kind of wild um it was all honestly as a means to an end we wanted to do it to fund our mini tour golf back in the day and we accomplished that goal and then wesley happened to get to the pga tour first and so um it kind of honestly accomplished what we were trying to do um so yeah and in that time what what do you think is your favorite shot or video you've created um probably well we did we went over st andrews to do a to do like promotion and videos for the british open for visit Scotland at the home of golf. And we're like, how does this even, how's this possible? Two guys from South Carolina are doing content <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that visit Scotland will be using for the British open. <laughs> and we were like, wow. this is, this is nuts. Um, wow. And so that was, that's gonna be special, but filming with Rory, he's the number one golfer in the world. Uh, did a video with him up at uh, whistling straights. And that's always going to be really cool. Cause you know, number one golfer in the world mixing up with two relatively, cause at the time Wesley went on the tour or anything uh unknowns i mean yeah in the trick shot world but not really in the like professional golf scene and it was cool to see how he treated us with like he was genuinely excited and wanted to do film this video and something that i'll probably never forget because it showed us that like rory is a legit good dude um and he's not just some famous guy who's too good for everyone he was normal down to earth and so that was that's probably be the coolest like 
you know, collaboration that we, you know, ever done for sure. Question about the first shot you're going to uh, teach your kid. Do you think all these trick shots are going to um, help or <laughs> ruin that, that teaching relationship with your child? <laughs> it definitely helps. So I, I think probably, since I'm not very good at hitting out of midair, probably will be some sort of like, you know, six or four or five iron out of a bunker trying to, you know, stop it quick. Something like that. It's not a trick shot, but it's like kind of is. And um, that that's, I think, the route that I'm going to take is – the semi trick shot, but also like kind of applicable, kind of like, like the Seve kind of route, you know, crazy shots around the green. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Nice. What can, I mean, for us, the average golfer, we ask a lot of our guests, what, what is the one tip that separates us versus uh, someone that next level? What could you give our, our listeners for that one golf tip? Mm-hmm. I would say most just kind of weekend golfers or average golfers, the putting and short game and court, like you were saying, course management aspect, they don't, I guess people don't realize how important that is and how much better you can get just by thinking differently. Everyone thinks, oh, I got to go to the range and swing it better or hit my driver straighter. But really, if you just think about, all right, I'm going to try to two putt every green and, you know, take, just take out the three putts and then make a few decisions that are a little better around. And you'll take, mm-hmm. you know, five, six strokes off your um, score because think that most average golfers are have what five or in 18 holes four five three putts around not average but just you know your 80 to 90 shooters they're gonna have two three four three putts around um and make you know pull one club when they're trying i need to hit six iron here when they really need to hit four iron or something like that just that costs them five strokes around and Hmm. just go work on your speed on on putting greens instead of hitting golf balls for an hour and get a little bit better short game and you'll take a lot of strokes off your game so that's that would be my one tip Excellent. Yeah, you just described me to a team. Uh, it was perfect. <laughs> I got a question about uh, coming up, you know, dadhood. You said you're, you know, 10 out of 10 ready. Uh, I guess what mm-hmm. what do you think your biggest – I get, you've seen uh, kids all ages. And what do you think your mm-hmm. biggest uh, hit to your game is going to be, you know, from like the zero to three-month range after your baby arrives? I really don't know because it's like what I've been doing the last, I guess, since March is when I kind of transitioned to being – once I canceled Q school – I became more of a YouTuber where I was just filming and editing videos. And so I've already been kind of on this like practice once or twice a week kind of thing anyway. So I really don't know. I think it'll honestly, if, I mean, can't get any worse. I don't think, I mean, I think it'd probably help me because it'll make me a little mentally. I'll be better. I won't have, cause obviously I'm not going to, it's just going to be the perspective will be, it's, I mean, it's always, all right, scoff. It doesn't really matter. But once I have a kid, I think it's really going to pers- uh, change my perspective when it's like, dude, it's, like who cares? Like it's just golf. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna have this like something that's way more important than my golf game. And so I think it'll be interesting though. Like uh, it'll see if I like really the want to go practice instead of leaving the kid. Do I want to? I don't know. I don't. I really don't. I think it honestly will probably make it better. I'm gonna go yeah. inverse here. Also, what people yeah. think, and it's gonna make my golf game better. There. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be until you have a baby Bjorn front pack and you're chipping and putting, but we got to get that video, you know, let us know, send us, send us a hit when you get that video up. Yeah. Whenever the like, not legal, like the recommended age when a baby can do that, it'll be the, it'll be day one. Absolutely. So I don't (laughs) know if that's like two months in, three months in a weekend. I don't know, (laughs) but it'll be ASAP. I'll uh, best believe that. My my brother-in-law skied, actually skied, well, I shouldn't say this, uh, he'll probably hate me for this, but he actually skied with his <laughs> um, his firstborn son with like two weeks. He's a phenomenal hey. skier. He's never fallen, he's never fallen his whole life, I don't think, but he was out there hey. in two weeks. Um, you know, they sleep a lot at that point, so it was a little bit easier to yeah. do it, but we stuck yeah, to the bunny hills and he just wanted to do it. So that's, that might right. be what you have to do. 
I got to get it in. I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I remember taking a first hike um, pretty early on in that in that baby Bjorn. So you can you can do some things pretty early. They're pretty, okay. you know, okay. they sleep and you can get them up there tight and snuggled up, you know. <laughs> so oh, we'll, we'll be waiting for that. <laughs> It'll be weeks in. Best believe. Yes, absolutely. It'll be weeks, not months. There. Yeah, maybe that short putt or that chip shot would be doable. Yeah. yeah. Going into getting ready for fatherhood, is there anything that you've um, negotiated to make sure doesn't change? You know, a lot of times when you're getting ready, it's like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one item is mine. It has to be. It has to stay. Um, I don't really think I ha- I don't think I have any hobbies, vices, things that I have to have or that would that would necessarily change because of a baby. Um, I really don't know. Don't tell my wife. Maybe my PlayStation. I'm a gaming nerd. And so like, I've always been kind of a gamer. It's been like a kind of a hobby slash passion of mine, but that would be, that would be it. I don't, but I, I think I would be able to put the baby before my PlayStation. That'd be an easy like thing that I wouldn't, I, I could, Oh, I could lay down pretty easily, but other than that, I really, I, I really don't know. Um, I think it'll be a seamless transition because I mean, I mean, all I do now is video edit and play golf and you can, the baby can, not work its way. I'll be able to lay all, all three of those down at the right time to take care of future son slash daughter for sure. Yeah. And uh, does your wife hope you film a lot? I mean, is she out there kind of, you know, setting up shots and tripods and things when you're out there? When she's out there. Yeah, absolutely. She, um, she'll handheld it some, I'd say if she's out there with filming a video, she'll film, you know, a quarter of it. You know, there'd be certain shots where I'd just give her the camera and let her go. But the most part, it's all kind of just me and a tripod. Okay. Um, all right, with so the videos not- that she does, yeah, she does bring a lot of value though. Um, so it's nice when she does get to film because it makes me better. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it's just me and the tripod. Oh, I was just going to give you some uh, unsolicited advice. I was just going to say she's not going to be there after the baby's born. Just so you know, you're going to have to find <laughs> yeah, another videographer, yeah. whether it's whether know, it's one of us, maybe Brian or, uh, you know, your, yeah. your brother or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know. I, I, you know what? Good point. I have really not even thought about that. So we might need to... Uh, Get the search going for a very minimally paid uh, intern, huh? <laughs> yeah, an intern. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I fit with the uh, with the Brian theme, so you you can you can tag me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you do you set that up all yourself, so you're doing a lot of running back and forth because your camera's a lot of it's on the other side a lot of times. It's pretty far away, so you keep you keep yourself fit then. Yeah, it's that's the one not downside. It's because the videos I want to I want to have people seeing different angles, not it's just the same shot over and over again. So like. You know, and to capture where the ball lands, whatever. So it is a lot of like, you know, in a round of golf, you're just kind of going through your routine, hitting shots. But then you add in the camera where you kind of have to do your routine, but then you have to worry, okay, I got to put the camera up there, then walk back. And then if the camera's close, door to the green that's supposed to capture, you know, the ball getting relatively close. And you're like, well, crap, now I got to hit it close or else this camera <laughs> shot is, is, is worthless uh, or it's going to make me look like an idiot. Um, and so, yeah, then you add pressure. So it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, the beginning, it was like, um, kind of not normal but now i just feel like i've been doing it for you know six eight months and it just feels like it's part of playing golf so i'm used to it but still nope when that camera gets around the hole and i know that i'm supposed to hit it close it gets a little uh little pressure for me <laughs> does your wife play with you at all does she play golf yeah she plays some she um i think she, she can shoot in the, like low hundreds she'd probably break 100 if she played really good um and didn't lose a lot of golf balls but she'll get out there and smack it around <laughs> you know, from time to time. Um, and it's a lot of fun, but she's super competitive. It's kind of funny. It's just like, she expects to be a really good golfer without ever practicing. And like when she hits one bad shot, she's like, well, why did this happen? I'm like, well, 
I can tell you because you don't want to practice, but other than that, your swing's <laughs> pretty good. Like you just gotta like, take some pressure off yourself. Uh, so it is a lot of fun when we get to, to go out there and play some golf. Yeah, I mean, and the three of us, the whole reason we do this is that we we all find different ways to mix our family and golf. I mm-hmm. Just the other day, my daughter is two. Uh, we got a babysitter and I took my wife out and she doesn't golf. It was just more uh-huh. of a date, a yeah. date on the course. So it's possible for sure. And Trevor has two daughters and Brian has two boys. And so we all find different ways with our kids on the course. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that I'm super grateful that dad kind of instilled in us because, I mean, honestly, we would, I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, but like we would <laughs> Thanksgiving tradition coming along, it was funny. It was like, well, we're going to go play golf as a family, even if mom didn't want to come. Like, that was like, we thought it was a gift to my mom. No, it was, sorry, her birthday. We would always go play golf on her birthday and she would come with us because we thought mom wanted all of us to be on the golf course together. So it was kind of funny, but uh, but she was a good sport and I think she did love that. Um, but we made it a family thing. So the five of us would go play golf, my sister, brother, mom, and dad, go to the par three course, play golf, hang out. And it really was, it is a good time or a good place to have family fun, um, some time outdoors, but also teach and just be unified under a game that is so special. So what's, what's the one thing you're going to take uh, from uh, your dad teaching you that you're going to try to carry on to uh, your child? Let's see. The one thing he taught me, probably the, I mean, it's a lot of golf stuff, but I'll, it's probably just teaching and making golf fun, like showing or somehow, somehow teaching or showing that how fun that golf is and it's a game and it's meant to be a game and how to have fun that not make it some like, Oh, you got to shoot a certain score in order to have fun. It's like, just have fun on the golf course. And I think that's the one thing I'm going to really try is, is a dad is if they do want to play golf, then make it however they want to have fun on a golf course, whether it's playing or running around or whatever, I want to do that. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is, Hey, teach them, show them how fun it is and however they want to have fun on a course, let them do it. And um, so I think that'll be probably one of the things. And yeah, I think anything fun related in golf will be what I kind of pass down or try to convey. Yeah. And George, what do you, what do you remember as the most fun thing? I guess the earliest thing that your dad did with you on the course, I mean, not necessarily playing golf, but like, you know, maybe, I don't know, throwing out some Skittles for you or, you know, just something that, you know, kept it fun for you when you were younger. Um, Let's see. Probably just, I do remember when I was really young, I went to the, the driving range that he taught at and went and played in like where they kept all the golf balls, like the big old ball pit. I would get up there and like sit in it. And I thought it was the most fun thing ever. Um, <laughs> nice. And, but you know, obviously the standard, like just him like, yeah, just try, just try to hit the picker. Like him, like saying it's okay to like lash four irons at a guy driving a metal cage uh, on a tractor. Um, nice. But uh, honestly, the thing most, but for me, I'm a super competitive person. So like him instilling the competition aspect. Now it's not for everyone, but like I loved how like we made every time we teed it up like a competition and like one of us, we were, we know we were trying to beat each other. And so that was, for me, I enjoyed that because that's the kind of personality that I am. Now, some people don't care if they win or lose, but that was probably the one, the most thing, the most fun thing I enjoyed coming along is all the matches that we had um, and battles we had on the course. For sure. George, um, where can our listeners find you? And you want to tell us any more you've been working on, any projects that are coming up that you want them to know about? Um, not really anything. Just kind of, you know, on YouTube, Brian Rose Golf. I try to put out two videos a week. Um, got some fun stuff. Wesley's kind of is off-season-ish right now, so he'll be involved in the channel more. Um, we actually got a match. Match number 13 goes, goes live today on YouTube. Um, uh, but yeah, Brian Bros Golf. George Brian IV is my personal Insta. Um, I think if you type George Bryan, I think any of those will come up. But Insta, Twitter, YouTube, 
but mainly YouTube is kind of what I'm putting most of my focus where I like really want people to kind of search me out or try to consume the content. That's the, I think, more authentic, fun, uh, George and Wesley um, as well. And what's coming up for you in your golf journey? Honestly, so real golf wise, probably is going to be everything to be next year um, at earliest because when I cancel Q school this year as a professional golfer, that's the one thing you're trying to like get your game ready for. And when they canceled that, I was like, I'm not going to go grind on the mini tours um, and travel to play in basically meaningless tournaments to keep my game sharp, sharp and try to make money when I know I can make more money doing YouTube. And I have something mm-hmm. where if I grow it to a certain place next year, then it'll leave me in a better position to go out and chase and travel and play golf, competitive golf, if I want to. Um, and so it'll be you know March or April where I start teeing it up in real tournaments again, little one-day events. Because, um, if yeah, to get my ready game ready for if I do want to compete in Q School next year. So, yeah, March or April will be the earliest uh, that I start competing. Uh, we'll keep an eye on you for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I really appreciate all, all your work. You've got some great videos you guys are putting out, really entertaining I just want to say, you know, you're really bringing different levels of golfers in, making it fun. That's everything you guys are about. So, uh, keep that. up the great content. Yeah, it's it's excellent. I know some of these challenges just, I mean, my daughter's too young, but I can see Trevor doing some of these with his two girls on the course. Trevor, what do you mm-hmm. think? Yep. Taking notes for sure. Mine are still a little bit young too, <laughs> seven and nine. We're just working on a little fun. But yeah, once we get nice. there, I think the competitive drive and doing some of these challenges will be fun to, to add in. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, George awesome. and... and um, as you get into uh, fatherhood, if there's uh, any questions you need, just just hit us up. We have a we have a our audience that can help you out with any questions you have. Awesome! Too. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you guys having me on, and it was cool. It kind of when I saw, or I guess got when y'all reached out, I was like, you know what? I being being a dad, I'm not even dad yet. I kind of already you can I can already see like my focus and shifting because you know the past i'm like oh golfers do dad i don't want to be on this podcast like i'm not a dad yet but now it's like i know what that my values are already like or priorities are shifting because like this is being a parent i think is going to be very important and special and like a cool thing that i'm going to be able to do and i'm going to be passionate about so yeah i'm excited i'm I was glad i was able to make this work and y'all kind of got up a little early and uh yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. hey we appreciate it george uh thank you so much and that's it for this week dads You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time.